0: This is true consequences a true crime and mystery podcast with stories based in new mexico in the american desert southwest welcome back to true consequences i'm your host eric carter lundeen before we get started on the episode i have a couple of things i want to say First of all, I want to thank all of my listeners because your support means everything to me. The feedback that I've received has been mostly positive. I'm just really happy to be able to provide this content for you and really focus on New Mexico and its issues. I am so grateful that you have been with me on this journey and I look forward to many more seasons with you. With that being said, this is the last episode of season one, but don't worry. There will be some additional bonus episodes that come out between season one and two. I don't quite yet have a release date for season two, um, but I am currently working on that content and I'm looking forward to having that ready for you sometime this year. I also want to say thank you to all the patrons. You have helped make uh, the cost of this project a little bit more easy to manage for me. I appreciate that, as I am covering all of this out of my own pocket. You folks are just amazing and incredible, and I, again, can't thank my listeners and my patrons enough. I started this project because I really wanted to give a voice to people who find themselves in a situation similar to mine, where their family may be victims of crime, and they may not have a voice Uh, whether their crime is solved or unsolved. I wanted to give people a voice and I have put my heart and soul into this project. I believe strongly that we can only really be as strong as we are together. So your support means everything to me. And I know that I haven't been perfect in this journey. I've learned a lot along the way about audio quality and sound production, and I still have lots more to learn. So I appreciate you bearing with me through the rough few episodes in the beginning, and the sound issues and everything that I've uh, had to kind of overcome. I, uh, I really appreciate that. Thanks for not giving up on me, and thanks for not giving up on this show. Uh, Again, I want to remind everybody to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps me find new listeners and give people an idea of what to expect when listening to True Consequences. Uh, If you're not following me on social media, you can find me at True Consequences Pod on Instagram and Facebook, and at True Cons Pod on Twitter. For more information on this case and all my other cases, you can go to trueconsequences.com and also go to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I don't yet have uh, videos, although all the episodes of this season are on YouTube. For those of you that are patrons and for those of you interested in becoming a patron, season two episodes uh, will be put up there really early this time, much earlier than the release date of the actual season episodes. So if you're interested, or if you've binged all of season one, and you're looking for additional episodes, they will be on Patreon much earlier uh, than the season release. So I want to let the, everybody know that as well. All right, so let's talk about this week's episode. Uh, this week, we're discussing the unsolved murder of Fritz the III. Fritz was a young man, he was 20 years old when he was murdered on the 4th of July in 1987. And his murder still remains unsolved to this day. His family is, of course, seeking justice and looking for some kind of resolution to this horrible tragedy that happened to them. Um, by all accounts, Fritz was a gregarious and loving and kind young man who really didn't deserve what happened to him. I sat down with Denise Villapondo, Fritz's older sister, and uh, she was able to tell her story. Because this is still an open investigation, even though it's a cold case, there's a lot of details that she was not able to share, uh, information about the case, information about suspects that we were not able to discuss. However, there is a lot of information available online. Um, I encourage you to do some research on this case. If you or somebody you know, know something about this case, please reach out to law enforcement or the district attorney in Taos County Um, This happened in Cuesta, New Mexico, and for those of you not familiar, Cuesta is a very small town. I think it's somewhere around 1700 people. It's just north of Taos, New Mexico, and it's in the mountains of the Sangre de Cristos. The town itself actually sits near uh, the place where Red River and the Rio Grande meet. It's a beautiful area, very small town, and it's hard to believe that this has gone on for so long without any justice. So without further ado, let's listen to Denise discuss her brother's case.
1: Hi, my name is Denise Viopondo.
0: Denise, thanks for coming today and and thanks for agreeing to be interviewed. Um, uh, If you're okay with it, I'd like you to start just telling me about your brother, um, who he was and what you remember about him.
1: What I remember about him the most is his personality. What was his name? His name is Fritz Viopondo III. Mm. He was the youngest of the family. He was funny. He was smart. He was caring. Um, I mean, if you felt sad, if you felt sad, he truly would be the one to bring you back up. Mm. He... He was very caring. He had a lot of friends. Mm
0: -hmm. And you guys grew up in Cuesta?
1: Yes. We moved to Cuesta probably when he was about two years old. And our parents decided that they wanted to live in a small community where the rest of the other family, you know, were so that way we could be close with them or grandparents. Plus, my dad wanted to make sure that we grew up in an area that was safe. Um, since he grew up in Denver, and you know, he lived a little bit on the rough side, but sure. you know, he loved his family so much, he was willing to make that move for us. And we grew up there. We knew everybody. You know, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. What, what? You know, you know how that is yeah. with a small town. And so, going back to Fritz, he actually, at that time, he lived in Arizona. And um, it was the 4th of July. He decided, you know, I'm going to come down. I lived in Albuquerque. My older brother, Veto, lived in Arizona. We all decided to come to Cuesta. Veto was the only one that wasn't able to make it. And so... I met up with my brother, Fritz in Cuesta, along with his wife, Henrietta at the time, and my ex-husband, Lauren. So we got together with a family. We all enjoyed it up in Cabresto. We had like a family picnic, you know, Mm -hmm. all the fun that you do when you get together during holidays. Actually, we didn't know that it was probably gonna be the worst day of our life.
0: What year was this?
1: This was in 1987.
0: Um, and how old was Fritz?
1: Fritz was 20 years old. Okay. He was looking forward to his birthday, which it was September 9th. And so we were at that time planning what we were going to do. When he came down, you know, we talked about his birthday. We got together, enjoyed the whole day.
0: So you guys were hanging out as a family for fourth of July. Yes,
1: we were hanging around
0: and hanging then it out. Turned into a horrible day.
1: It certainly did. Um, me and Ham, his wife and my ex husband, we went for a ride. We went back into town, our little town Cuesta. And at this point I can't remember how we landed up at the Gomez's garage in Cerro. And there, there was a couple of guys playing the guitar and the drums. And there was also two two other girls that were there, which was one of the owner's daughter and her friend. And also um, a cousin of mine showed up with her boyfriend. And, you know, we were there for a little while. It was uncomfortable for me only because they were not the normal group of people that we hung out with. Sure. Except for just, you know, my cousin and her. Just my cousin, actually. And from that point, we just stuck around for a little while. And we got invited to go to this family reunion that was going on, you know, that evening. By Mr. Gomez. So at that point, we were undecided. No, should we go? Should we not go? Um, I decided not to go at that time. My son was very young. So I went home to be with my son so we could watch the display of fireworks. Mm -hmm. And that evening turned out to be a total nightmare. My brother was shot and we landed up at Holy Cross Hospital. At that point, we had to wait for an airlift to Albuquerque. This seemed like a lifetime by the time the el- the helicopter got there. At that point, you know, my family, we all met at Holy Cross Hospital. And then we landed up driving to Albuquerque. And when we got there, they told us he had passed away on the way. So, that was devastating.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine how shocking that must have been.
1: Very. <laughs> Didn't expect it to be as serious as, you know, we thought. You don't think, you know, you think, well, maybe he got shot on the arm or the shoulder or something. You know, you just don't think a close range gunshot. Somebody intended to do harm. Yeah. You know, that's what they did.
0: And this was at the reunion?
1: Yes, it was at the Vihil Pavia family reunion.
0: So somebody just shows up and shot him.
1: The person or persons that did this were actually there.
0: So they were in involved in the celebration? Or they yeah. were invited, let's say.
1: They were invited, yeah. Okay.
0: Was he the person that they intended to harm?
1: Most definitely.
0: So, I don't know if you can answer this question. Um, Why would somebody want to hurt your brother?
1: That is something we still ask ourselves today. Because he was such a good person. Yeah. If you knew him, he would literally give his shirt to you if you needed it. He would do anything for you. It took a lot to get him upset over anything. He wasn't the type of person that would lose his mind over anything. He was just a all around good guy. He's had a lot of friends, you know. We just don't know.
0: Was anybody else hurt at that party?
1: No, nobody else was hurt. Um, You know, you hear a bunch of stories of what happened, how it happened. Right.
0: Typical small town. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he was targeted.
1: I think he was. I really do.
0: And that's, to me, I mean, as an outsider, it seems really strange because he wasn't even living there at the time.
1: Right. No, he was in it. He was actually in, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... I know you can't talk probably a lot about the specifics of the investigation, but obviously it's 2020 now. And from what I understand, there's still no convictions. There's no charges. There's nothing that's really developed. It's still quote-unquote unsolved. Correct. What do you think has gone wrong?
1: What I think has gone wrong since it happened I honestly believe politics were involved. Mm. So a lot of things just got pushed around, shoved under the rug, so to speak. I mean, you know, you don't want to believe it, but there's a lot of cover-up. There's a lot of people out there that know, and I wish they would come out and just say what they they know because that would help a lot. I don't know how people could live with... Anything like that. It makes me feel like they also pull that trigger. That's how I honestly feel. And I'm not afraid to say it. I have no reason to be. I'm just like any other human being. I have feelings. And we just want them to do the right thing. That's all we ask for.
0: Well, and you're on the side of, of looking for justice. Definitely. And that's, in my opinion... You know, that's the right side to be on.
1: It is. There's no
0: question about it. The truth is the truth. Injustice is justice. Right. And no matter what you think or believe or feel, that's the only thing that matters.
1: Right. And
0: so, um, obviously, there were other people at that party.
1: Oh, yeah. There was over 100 people at that family reunion.
0: So... Somebody, definitely, multiple people saw what happened.
1: Definitely. And even the person themselves have mentioned stuff that has come back to us. And, you know, all you want is for them to pay for what they did, Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, I do. I 100% understand, you know. It's not fair that people who cause harm to other people are able to just be free.
1: Right. It's not fair. And everybody else that is involved by covering all this up, I think a lot of times I feel like, gee, they should be charged just as well. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I uh, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, I, I can definitely agree with you and and wish that there were laws. And I think there are, you know, like, obstruction of justice kind of laws that happen. Right. And, um, it, it's hard to imagine that, that with all of the witnesses that were there that, you know, nothing has been done.
1: Exactly. And going back and forth with, with uh, attorneys that have come and gone, you know, we've heard different things. We go back to them, tell them about it, and the names of people that we know that know stuff Mm -hmm. and, you know, know information that we wish they would go and question these people. Of course, they're going to tell you what you want to hear, but it doesn't happen. And all you want is for them to work on it, you know? That's all you want is for them to work on it. Because there's a lot more that I know that I can't say, and I wish I could. Right. Because I would.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's a terrible place to be as a family member who just watches time pass by with, right. with nothing happening. I completely yes. understand. I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, before we actually started rolling on this, we talked about how you know our brothers both died in the same year. Right. And we both are still seeking justice. Yes. Um, What do you want to say to the people who know something and have not come forward?
1: First of all, what I would like to say is such a soul free, I mean, how can you live with this for so long? Watch your children grow up. Watch your children become parents. You know, how can you look at them honestly and know what you know in the back of your mind? And also for those that have mentioned stuff but don't go to the authorities, don't think that your conscience is free. I'm sure it still bothers you because it's not doing any good if you don't tell somebody that can do something about it.
0: Right. Right, you know. Um, what would you like to say to the state, to the district attorneys, to lawmakers?
1: You know, there's some of them that didn't care at all. They were rude. You know, if you hear anything, come back and let us know. And there, there was, there's those ones that you know they care, but they also feel like their hands are tied Mm -hmm. so to speak um right now we're at the time where they're going to vote for new for a new district attorney i don't know how that's going to turn out
0: so so they're going to be voting for a new district attorney now so okay so now you have right now you're in the in the middle of there's somebody filling in. Mm-hmm. Right. So something happened where the other one couldn't fulfill his term or her He's term. Tired. He retired.
1: retired.
0: And now they're going to probably have an election win in November with the general election probably?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh-huh.
0: And right. do you know who's running?
1: There's a the, Marky Montoya is the I know there's, the, there's no. a Marky yeah. Montoya and then Paul Sanchez Paul Sanchez, is Sanchez. Running against him. So I think it's true that I know. I don't know if there's any others.
0: Well, I think it's important for anybody who takes that office to remember that, you know, they're elected by the people. um, Definitely. And that their job is to serve the people and to provide justice. Correct. For the people. And even though this case is over 30 years old, doesn't mean that it's any less important.
1: Exactly. That's how I feel. I feel like it happened yesterday. Yeah. You know, it might the days don't change. It just feels like it just repeats itself. Sure. And so you feel like, you know, hey, you know what about my brother? You know, you need to look into this. You know, he needs justice just like anybody else would want justice for their child, their brother, their sister, their grandparent, you know, their family member. Yeah. And that's what we want.
0: He didn't deserve
1: I Definitely did not to deserve die. that. No.
0: I would argue that you know most people don't deserve
1: exactly, and
0: and they don't deserve to be forgotten.
1: No, not at all. I mean, he was he was shot at close range at the back of his head, and to me, that means to me that they intended to hurt him. Yeah, you know that was their plan.
0: They him dead. It
1: wasn't an accident. Yeah. You know, you don't have an accident like that.
0: You don't shoot somebody in the back of the head without expecting them to die. Is there anything that you think that not just the community of Cuesta, but maybe the community of New Mexico as a whole can do, uh, not just for Fritz, but for the countless other victims that are waiting for justice? Is there anything that you think that we as New Mexicans need to do better?
1: I think they need to not give up so quickly. Mm-hmm. You need to they need to investigate people more thoroughly, you know instead of just it just seems like it ended so quick. the investigation it just ends so fast. And then if there's nothing, they expect the family members or friends or whoever to go to them instead of them going out there and doing the work that needs to be done. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I think they need a push for more investigating.
0: I think that's a good point. And I think the other, other piece of it, too, is if you're listening to this right now and you are from the area of Cuesta or the surrounding area, Taos, um, anywhere up there in northern New Mexico, and you know something, please, please, please go to the police, you know, go to the district attorney, tell them what happened. Uh, Fritz's family has been waiting a very long time, an unreasonably long time to get some justice in this situation. And for there to be a hundred people plus that witnessed this, it makes no sense that there's nobody willing to come forward and say what happened. And it makes no sense that maybe if there were people that came forward, why wouldn't there be some prosecution? That also makes no sense. So, um, you know, I, I definitely encourage you know you in New Mexico our listeners to you know be aware if there's something that you know please share it um, if if you want to reach out to me you know that's fine but I would definitely encourage you to go to law enforcement and go go to the district attorney and and, uh, and share what you know because it's not fair it's not fair to make your family wait
1: correct right since it was a family reunion there's a lot of people from california colorado arizona Mm -hmm. and even here in albuquerque
0: Um, so there might be people all over the place that know something
1: right definitely
0: so i know you have an instagram create page for your brother i do um do you want to give that the name of your page out, just in case people want to follow what's going on.
1: Sure. Um,
0: so on Instagram, you can find Denise there. Um, lots of pictures of your brother, a uh, lot of information there that, you know. So if you're a listener of the show, go go follow. Go ahead.
1: It's F-R-I-T-Z-V-I-A-L 87.
0: F-R-I-T-Z-V-I-A-L 87. Okay. So go, go follow that Instagram page. Um, stay in touch with Denise. If you have a tip, you know, you can reach out to De- Denise. You can call law enforcement. Um, but let's, let's see what we can do to, to bring some awareness to this case and, and to bring some justice to this family because it's long overdue. It's long overdue. Anything else you want to say to my listeners before we wrap up?
1: My family... And I have been waiting for so long, for so many years, for justice. And we know that you would do the same if it was your family.
0: I think it's really important, especially for the people that were there, to remember that we're talking about a human life that was connected to so many other lives and had an impact on so many other lives, and withholding information is, in my opinion, one of the worst things that somebody could do. I would say that it's it's right up there with pulling the trigger.
1: That's exactly how I feel. You know, and it's not good to feel like that. It's just very hard to, it's very hard for us as growing up there, you know, living there for so many years and then for something like that to happen. I want to thank you, Eric, for your support. It means a lot to us. And, you know, hopefully somebody will call, message something. Yeah. There's so much more to this story that, you know, it's hard to say enough Sure you know, that will get people to listen. I want them to listen. I want them to know how it is. Yeah.
0: Well, I think um, there's information available online. People can can research his case. Um, Right. You know, there. I don't think this has been one of those cases that's gotten a lot of attention, like nationally, like some of the other cases that we have here. So I felt it was really important to highlight it because... I want your family to be able to be heard. Thank you. And, you know, my show isn't a giant massive show, but if maybe one person that knows something hears it or one person who knows somebody that knows something hears it, um, people need to be held accountable and not just the people that were responsible, but the people that um, have failed, have failed your family and have failed to bring justice, they should also be held accountable, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. So, thank you for your time. And I know this was hard for you, um, but I appreciate your courage, and I appreciate your willingness to, to talk on my show and share your story. And um, if anybody wants to reach out to you, Instagram is definitely a good way to, to reach you, right?
1: Yes. Thank you, Eric. Thanks.
0: Thanks Thanks again for listening to True Consequences. Follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at True Consequences Pod, and on Twitter at True Cons Pod. True Consequences is hosted, written, and produced by me, your host, Eric Carter-Landine. Thanks for listening, and stay safe, New Mexico.